drink it in now. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in now. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back here on a Wednesday talking Lions football, serving up that delicious Honolulu blue flavored Kool-Aid. Drink it in now. Side of cornbread. Cornbread. Make it a double. Cornbread. And, and I might as well just play this guy's soundbite because he's on the show. He's back. We got tons to talk about. He, I think he took like a month off after the draft because it kind of put him through the ringer. But he's back today to talk all things Lions. You guys know who he is. Woo! Hashtag choppy liking. Chops. At Chops in the D, you're back, baby. Let's go. How you doing? Guess who's back? Back again. Hey, Oakry, how's it going, buddy? Um, um, yeah, I got to say, you know, the draft the draft show uh, just put me through the ringer. I needed like four full weeks to recover and, you know, get my voice back and get my, uh, get my stamina back. But, uh, hey, there's only 2,250 hours until the NFL season. So we have to use every single one of those now dedicated to getting the show on the road, loving our Detroit Lions, drinking in that Kool-Aid, and getting ready to go. There's no doubt about it, man. You actually put in work during the draft. I appreciate it. I was like, take a little time off. Let me do some solos. Let me get Logan Lamarandier, all these other people in here. But I am really happy to have you back, man. And, and there's a couple reasons I'm happy you're back on the show. First off... I'm happy you're back because I, I got to I gotta tell you, there are lots of folks out there. I mean, the people, you, you know who they are, right, Choppy? I think I do. And the people consist of the millions. I mean, they're out there drinking Kool-Aid. They have signed up for the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast Fantasy League, a 20-team league, 20 20- Players per team got rolling, and man. All right, so I'm trying to get Chops in the D to be in in the Kool-Aid League. I'm, I'm texting him. I'm saying, man, the people would love you to be in the league, and I get nothing. I mean, you can't make a few picks, Choppy. You can't. I mean, did you just know you were going to lose to me? I mean, did you know that the rest of the Kool-Aid drinkers were going to dominate you in this league? I mean, I just want a quick, quick take on that before we get rolling. Oh, okay. You know, I knew you were going to start the show off with this. I knew you were going to come at me and attack me. I, 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 you know what? I, I've chalked up all my notes to just be ready to defend myself to the people because you've got me, you know, you've got me as like, I'm, I'm the heel now. I'm the vilified villain of the people now because I don't love them enough to jump into this league. And uh, man, I told you, you know, it's like, I told you I, I, I couldn't do it. I didn't want to commit the time to it. I had too much stuff going on, and you keep pushing, and you keep pushing, and then the next thing I know, you, I, you're somehow I get all these start getting all these email notifications that my draft is live, and here we go. When you're texting me like, "Hey, make this pick for the people, chops," I'm like, "Dude, I haven't even paying paying attention to what's even happening right now. I'm over on the West Coast right now. I'm in oh, Seattle. I'm three hours behind. You're texting me. It's like four in the morning. I'm like, bro." What's going on? I don't even know what the heck is what, what we're doing. And then and then, of course, you know, like four hours later when I'm actually like alive and it's like actually, a, you know, live time for me over on the West Coast. And you're like, oh, you let the people down. You are so fake. Oh, you say you love them, but you don't. I'm like, man, you know, listen, you know, I got the love for the people. I knew you were going to bring this up. Don't question my love for the millions and millions of fans out there. You guys know what his Twitter handle is, at Chops and the D. Go find him. Um, I, I mean, like you say, you didn't know what's going on with all this. You don't know what's going on with fantasy football. It's been well established. All right. So, Choppy, 
what we're going to do today <laughs> is is I thought it'd be fun just to go the the folks want to hear about like the hot topics of the Lions, maybe some hot takes, maybe some over unders, maybe some interesting opinions, um, maybe some battles, some disagreements. So I was like, let's just both come up with questions and let's just fire them back and forth and see what happens. But of course, no, you you said something like, "Oh, I want to be prepared." Here's my. I was like, "I'm not sending you my questions. <laughs> I want a real off the cuff take from you." I'm sure there's gonna be lots of golf love mixed in. I'm sure there's gonna be some horrible, um, you know, rants and opinions from you. But we're just gonna go straight up, back and forth. I got about ten plus questions here that I narrowed it down. I'm, I think you got about eight, ten in your back pocket. So are, are you ready to battle this out, man? I think it's just question for question. Let's give the folks some content and let's go. Yeah, Oak, I mean, look, you, you want to blindside me. I'm sure you're going to try to, you know, trick me into <laughs> trick me into saying something I'm going to regret later. But, yeah, that's fine. You know, it's uh, it's been well established that my motto in my household is always be prepared. Uh, but you want to throw me 10 random questions off the cuff? I mean, who knows? You could even, you know, you come out of left field with these things. So, uh, yeah, let's do it. I, I, you're going to put my lion's knowledge and, and feel for uh, feel for the field on the on the spot. So, yeah, let's do it. But, uh, you know, I, I gave you the courtesy of sending you my questions just to prepare you because that's the kind of co-host that I am. But you want to come at me guns, guns blazing. Uh, you know, I got the bulletproof vest on and let's go. Happy, this is the Kool-Aid cast, man. This is where we hit record, we try to entertain, and we talk balls. This is one of those shows where we spend like four hours prepping, and we bore the people to death. That's not what we do. And first question, why do you hate these people? And the people consist of the millions. Because you were too good to do the Fantasy League, where I'm sitting with Christian McCaffrey, Antonio Gibson, Jerry Judy, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Jalen Hurts. I mean, it's basically a championship team. We're in round five. But that's not the point. We already talked about that. My first question to you, would you pay T.J. Hawkinson $17-plus million on a multi-year deal? Oh, geez. That's a what, way to kick off the show with hot, hot topic fire, man. Uh, no, right now I would not pay TJ Hawkinson $17 million. Um, I, I think he may earn that contract this year. Uh, I know we picked up his fifth year option, but I mean, he's got to be a top five tight end, top three tight end this year in order to get 17 mil out of me. That's an obvious choppy reply. Mr. You know, got a lock on his wallet, always trying to get everybody for cheap, wants all pros for no money. He's going to get this money. He's going to quickly be passed by other players. And all he has to be is a top 10-ish type player at the position to you know, put our offense over the top. I think he's going to be well worth it. He's a quality football player, and the stats and everything will come, but I, I'd do it. I'd get him locked up long-term here. Four four years, somewhere in that 15 to 17 range. Choppy, what do you got from me? I can't wait to hear a question from you so I can tear this up. Wow, baby. All right, let's go. Um, I am going to ask you, at the end of the year, who is going to end up as our wide receiver one? I'm hearing a lot of love for my boy Amara St. Brown. I'm hearing lots of love for Jamison Williams. You have been clearly established as a, a DJ Chark fanboy. So who, at the end of the year, uh, who's going to be our number one wide receiver? Go. Choppy, first off, I got to take a side tangent like I normally do. You heard the rant from Stephen Callie about my nickname, ARSB, versus his nickname, AR14. Well, what do you think? Well, which one's better? Just give me a quick take. Yeah, I'm going with Amara. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I think that is better. Uh, all right. So who, who's going to be the WR1? Here's my thing. Like – like DJ Chark is so swaggy. I like everything about him and I like him even more now that he's put on Lions uniform because he loves being here. He's big. He's fast. He's humble. He's a hard worker. That's why I like him. Plus he's healthy and he'll be ready to go. So I see that bigger body with the t- skill set he has is WR1. Obviously I love J-Mo. We were here alive. Who you, who are they taking? Who are you taking at 12, Oakry? Give me Jameson Williams, just like Brad Holmes did. Um, and I think he's going to be ready 
ready to roll, but I just got to see it a little bit first and see how many games he may or may not miss. And to me, RSB is a sweet um, slot player that can do a lot of things. So give me my boy DJ Chark as WR1 for 2022. All right, I like it. I'm going to throw a real quick side tangent on there, though. And uh, this kind of seems to be the forgotten guy. And uh, everyone forgets that, you know, our offense was just absolutely putrid until this guy came back to the squad uh, to join join his boy, Jared Goff. And that's Josh Reynolds. I mean, is this guy just like gone? No one cares about him anymore. He's like wide receiver five now. I hear people talking about Khalif Raymond more than Josh Reynolds. So don't sleep on Josh Reynolds. I don't know if he's going to be able to overtake JMO by the end of the season, uh, but I, I see him. Uh, I actually see him with some potential to be our number one. As much as we do the bit that you pass like love notes that say checkbox if if you agree to Jared Goff every show, your next new bit is your love for Josh Reynolds. I mean, you got this guy in the Hall of Fame or in the Pro Bowl. I I agree with you i just don't bring it up every show like you do like i started watching an old game recently and he looks silky smooth man he's got big old long arms and um you know says everything right in the media i like josh reynolds as well but nowhere as much as you do bro no no do do i get another question fire away so normally i'd save this for last but we might as well just come guns a blazing. So my second question to you, Choppy in the D, is can ya boy Jared Goff? I want to know, first off, can he throw? Secondly, can he throw for like 4,000, maybe 4,200, maybe 4,500 yards? And can this guy get to the 30 touchdown plateau as a Lions quarterback. I mean, they added an extra game. These numbers should be very obtainable. He now has weapons. Can he do it? Because I still am very, you know, questionable, but I hope he plays well. But you you just love this guy so much. Oh, Okri again, so predictable. <laughs> you know, you knew I knew you were you were just you weren't even going to be able to wait till question 3 <laughs> no. to get up on me about Jared Goff. So, yeah, let's – I mean, look, the, I'm going to unlace the gloves. Ooh, We're going to throw ready. down, and I'm going to tell you that the guy is going to throw for 4,500-plus yards. He's going to throw <laughs> for 30 touchdowns, and he's going to be under seven interceptions, okay? The guy is going to ball out. He's surrounded by weapons. He's surrounded by an O-line. He's surrounded by running backs. The guy's going to drop dimes all over the field. He's got his boy – the new coordinator, we're there. There, his career is revitalized. This is a career year for Jared Goff. Mark it, <laughs> mark it. Oh, oh, I'm getting to use the bell again, which is great. And and the choppy drops, which is Woo-wee! woo. Hashtag choppy liking. All right, that that was a predictable response. My question is over under how many spirals because I saw the ball wobbling again when I turned the tape on. Um, you you want me to go again, or you got a good question for me? I'm still waiting for a good one from you. Oh, uh, you know you're uh, you're gonna dog me here. All right, fine. I'm gonna let's go. Let's uh, let's go to the other side of the ball here. Um, and this I'm gonna bring this up because you again another fanboy of this guy. Um, coming off an injury, how big of a year is this for Jeff Okuda and how important is it that he just balls out to earn that number three pick status uh, this year? First of all, let's get it right. Mr. Okuda. (laughs) Secondly, this guy's been forgotten about, man. People wrote him off. Like, this is the problem with not only Detroit, but a lot of places, especially in the National Football League. These guys come straight out of school. Yeah, they got a lot of hype. The draft, they make the biggest thing ever because it's the greatest event in, in all of sports and entertainment. But... Like, you expect these guys just to roll out and be perfect from day one. This guy's had injuries. Yes, he, he struggled on the field early in his career, but we didn't even know what he would have done last year. The guy got hurt in game one. It's not like he went out and sucked for six games and then got hurt. He didn't even play. He played for two quarters. And, yeah, yeah, he was kind of, you know, struggling at times. Um, you know, but this guy, I feel like he's been forgotten about. He's been written off. And to me, if he's an above-average cornerback, that helps the Detroit Lions. I suspect him to be just incredible from a mentality standpoint and if he can stop fumbling over his feet and be able to cover people he's going to help this team almost regardless of what he does so if he's average above average or dare i say great that's going to be incredible for this team 
I would have expected nothing less out of you. Nothing less. There you less. go. There you go. All right, Chappie. Good question about Mr. Okuda. Now, this is what I want to know from you, man. Will Dan freaking Campbell, yeah, MCDC, the head, the leader of this football team, is he going to go crazy again on fourth downs this year? Or you think he's going to reel it in a little bit? Oh, Okri, that's an easy one. Way to just put that one on a tee and let me hit it over the ballpark, baby. <laughs> this guy's going to be unpredictable. <laughs> Let you know this guy, he's jacked up on coffee, he's drinking Red Bulls, he's drinking Monsters, he's doing lattes with shots. Bro, this guy is going to be unpredictable. He is not going to be by the book. He's not going to do what everybody says he should do. This guy is going to take risks. He's going to do what he thinks in his head is the best situation for his team, and he's not going to be afraid to defend it later on. And he's not going to do what everybody thinks is conventional. That's a super easy one. The guy is going to continue to be crazy, and I love every second of it. I think he'll still be aggressive, but I can see him pulling back, especially if we're better on both sides of the football. But I do like it that he's outside the box aggressive, and he's not scared, that's for sure. Choppy, what else you got for me? All right, Okri, here we go. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about uh, the slap in the face from the NFL. Like, are you mad that we have, like, no primetime games other than Thanksgiving this year? What Every single game is a 1 p.m. game. I mean, is that how big of a slap is that from the NFL to our Detroit Lions? Choppy, choppy, choppy. Man, I've addressed this, bro. I've said I love this schedule. I never get all wound up. Oh, this is disrespectful. Oh, you know, the Lions don't like us like they like the Cowboys or the uh, New England Patriots or the Chiefs or the Tampa Bay. But I, I don't get into all that, man. I'm like, what's best for our football team? This young team that's retooling and about ready to go. Fellas, you play every week at one, and when you whoop up on some of these teams, you can earn a primetime game late when the division title will be on the line. So this is no big deal whatsoever. Who, who likes sitting around all Sunday not watching Lions football? Who wants to go to work all day and grind through and then try to get all hyped for a Monday night football game? Not me, man, at least not right now. Maybe when the Lions really start balling out. Uh, but I absolutely love the schedule. It's no slap in the face. It's a favor to our Lions. Uh, I mean, I got to take a quick counter because really, I mean, okay, you said, you know, you're fine with all the one o'clock games until we get better and we start balling out. So what what you're saying is that the NFL expects the Lions not to ball out and to not be good. And so they just put them in the one o'clock slots instead of the eight o'clock, the Monday nights, the Sunday nights. Like, you know, I heard there's a, a rumor innuendo. They may be going to two Monday night games a few weeks this week. Like, or if you, uh, this year, like, I, I don't know. I, I still, I like the one o'clock start. I know you're on record for that. I'll agree with you on that. I don't mind the one o'clock start. Knowing where I'm going to be every Sunday at one o'clock is great, but I still think this is a bit of a slap to say like, Hey, we don't think you're going to be any good. And I think we're going to prove a bunch of people wrong, especially in the NFL. And you know, Roger Goodell can stick it where the sun don't shine. And when we make the playoffs, the problem is we don't know where you're going to be at 1 o'clock at Sunday. Usually at like a hockey game or on the West Coast or in the midst of traveling or on a plane. And I got to tell you what's going on with this team. So that, that's that's part of the problem. But what I meant is that the Lions are on the come up. Like once we're there, then not only are we going to get the prime times, but then it's going to be even more hype. This is a great year just to be on this flat schedule and have us everybody sleep on us. I mean, keep sleeping. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of where I'm at with it. So let, let's get a couple more in here before I get our great sponsors in. And I want to know from you over under. I know, Choppy, you're the bet man of the show. You like a little action here and there. Woo-hoo! Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> over under DeAndre Swizzle. 14 games. Ooh, that is a good one. That is a good one. Uh, you know, look, I've seen the guys bulked up a bit. I think that they're, uh, they've really worked on him with this injury bug to try to get him going. So man, I'm feeling good. I think they're going to keep him fresh swinging in, uh, uh, Jamal Williams in there with Swift and swag two headed monster. I'm going over 14 games from a boy D swizzle. Drink it in, man. Over under 70 catches. 
Oh, man. Another fire one, man. I think it's going to be – there's going to be so many battles and hands out there looking to grab balls with this team that we have now, These this wide receiving core. I got to go under. I hate to do it, but I got to say under because I think we're going to be pushing the ball down the field a bit more. Over, under, all-purpose, 1,200-plus for Swizzle, over, number 32. Over, over, <laughs> not even close. Well over 1,200 all-purpose. All right. I snuck in a few extras. What else you got? All right, let's do it. I like it. I like when you come at me with multiple there. Um, all right, well, you brought it up. So uh, how are you, how do you see the running back situation uh, panning out this year? Give me a percentage split carry between Swift and Swag. You know what I heard before we started recording that was absolute blasphemy? It was like, who who might be a surprise cut for the Detroit Lions? I think this was like, what, Carson Anderson on good old 97-1. You guys know who those guys are, right? Hey, Kool-Aid drinker and, you know, cornbread muffin and all that. Yeah, that, that's Gator. He's kind of been hating on the Lions uh, every time I turn him on. Used to be optimistic. Now he likes to take cheap shots, kind of like that other guy on that uh, that channel in the afternoons. But, you know, Doug Karsh is always trying to be Mr., you know, maybe this, maybe Mr. Analytical. They said a surprise cut might be Jamal Williams. Are you crazy? Did you watch this guy last year? Don't give me his yards per carry and act like that's the end-all, be-all. Every time I saw this guy, he was smashing up the field for 10, 8, 10, 12 yards a crack. I love his mentality. I love his personality. I love his dance moves. And I love the way he ran the football. So this guy's not going anywhere. He's going to be a, a nice piece for the Lions this year. But... I've always been a proponent of get the ball to swizzle, get it to him in the pass game, get it to him in the draw game, get it to him uh, in the outside run so he can jump over people. Like, I, I would make it, you know, 65-35, and then you got to mix in, come on, Craig, your boy, and you got to get uh, you got to get Jefferson in there as well. So that's kind of how I'd see it between the two big dogs, and don't forget about our, our sneaky depth as well. Yeah, I, you know, I think this is going to take us to the break here because I got to step in and respond to that. Just audacious, ridiculous, <laughs> pompous, terrible take that Jamal Williams might be actually cut. The guy who led our team That's in terrible. attempts last year. Yeah, that's right, Charles. Tell him again. That's terrible. <laughs> Guy had 150, 153 attempts last year. One fumble ruski, by the way. Three Not terrible. Tutties. Not, Not terrible. terrible. 600 yards, only 16 behind Swift. And you're telling me we're going to cut this dude? And he's got the most personality on the team? Come on, Doug. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Come on, Gator. That's BS. Get, hey, Gator, this is for you, bro. It's a bad decision. Period, point blank. It was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. <laughs> So, yeah, I agree with you, man. Uh, love what Swift and Swag can do this year. And, and, like, the Lions had a nice run game last year, first time probably since I've been alive, and I don't expect it to slow down. I think it's going to be real nice this year with that old line up front as well. So, all right, Choppy, like you say, we got to get our wonderful sponsors in here. You guys got to go to Anchor Pods, uh, check them out. You got to go to realitysportsonline.com. And you got to go check out my boys over at PFF All 22. They've rolled out their platform. I think just in the last couple of days, they, they got their draft portion of their uh, setup going now. Really good guys. Really fun. If you love football, you love PFF grades, and you love fantasy football, and you're much better at it than Chops is, I'm sure, you need to go check out PFF All-22. So listen to a couple of those great sponsors, and we come back. Me versus Chops. More questions. More hot takes. More content. Let's go. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody, this goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? 
It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, Kool-Aid drinkers? Drink it in, uh... We're back from the break. I'm sure you got a hot piping piece of cornbread. Cornbread! Make it a double. Cornbread! Ready to go. And, and everybody, during the break, Choppy just kept going on and on and apologizing for not doing the fantasy league and letting the people down and just not being a good human being in that aspect and being a horrible fantasy player in general because he loses to me in almost every league that we do. That's probably why I didn't do this one. So I just want to let you guys know he's sorry. And uh, he just kept going on and on. We just don't have time for that on the show, Choppy, because we got to get into this. <laughs> we got to do more <laughs> questions. And the first question I want to know from you, we kind of talked about this guy earlier but i'm curious on your thoughts on this because i have an interesting opinion as well when will jmo jameson williams actually hit the field when's his first game going to be for the lions actually out there playing and playing like the player that we know this kid can be uh, I think it's a lot sooner than a lot of people are talking about. I mean, if the guy's ready to play, they're going to put him on the field. Like, I, you know, this whole I've heard all these ridiculous. Well, wait till Thanksgiving, blah, blah. No, bro, we got games to win here. So, you know, if the doctors check the box and they say he's healthy, uh, we start him. I, I mean, he's in. So I don't expect him to come out and be, you know, lights out, crazy, awesome, good, like game one. I think it's going to take him a little bit of time to adjust to the system, maybe two, three games. But I'm telling you by like game four, his game four, guy's going to be balling out. Jared Goff is going to be dropping dimes down the field, into his arms, into the open space, and the guy's just going to be gone. I expect huge, huge numbers out of this guy. Um, I expect him to play probably about maybe 12 or 13 games. Um, and I expect by like game four, he's a baller. You, you want to know a couple things I think you might say once this guy hits the field and starts making plays. You want to know? Yeah, tell me. Woo! Hashtag choppy liking. <laughs> you you might probably say that after he scores like a 50-plus yard touchdown. I mean, uh, you might say this multiple times during football games when number 18 is out there <laughs> because i i think he's absolutely electric i'm gonna go out on a limb and like i want to say game one i really do because he's so confident and we could really use him against the eagles but i only think he misses a couple football games i think like by week three is what i'm targeting it's kind of like yeah he's not ready we'll see what we do those first couple but then all of a sudden he's ready and he just comes out you know game three and just is is ready to roll so i i also don't think it's gonna be as much time and the sooner the better because people are excited but i think they're also sleeping on the type of player that we have in this kid and what he can do on the field both stressing defenses and scoring big time touchdowns and making big time plays yeah, I, I think people are, f- are forgetting that, you know, the Lions worked their magic and got like two of the biggest playmakers in the draft, splash players in the draft on, on both sides of the field. And, um, you know, I, I'm so excited to see this guy in that crispy 18 <laughs> out there just balling. Me, me when Jameson Williams makes plays. Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something like that. Something like that. All right, Okri, here we go. Let's stick with it. We're going with the rookies. What is Hutch's ceiling for this season? I want to hear Ooh. some numbers. Ooh, that's interesting. I, I've i thrown out crazy numbers in the past. People know that I might have a little too much of that, that Detroit Kool-Aid at times, and I like to throw out double digits when it comes to sacks and whatnot. But I was thinking about this recently, and I was kind of like, 
man, Hutch is getting so much buzz about how good he is already in practice, how much his teammates love him, all this good vibes that's going on, better than expected, everything we're looking for. That's all fine and well. I like it. But when it comes down to numbers, I think he can be really impactful for this team at anywhere from five to eight sacks this year. And because I think he can play the run, I think he's going to get maybe a lot of those pressures that either make plays or that speed up the quarterback, but he doesn't get home. And I'm totally fine with that. I mean, all we really need to do is rattle quarterbacks. I'm going to love it when he's getting the crowd hype after he almost makes a play or when his teammates make a play. All the intangibles that he brings, plus anywhere in that five to eight, sack numbers is going to be totally fine with me for a rookie year and I'm not even worried about what his big time ceiling in regards to numbers is long term I just think the he just needs to be consistently disruptive but in a way that Hutch will be which is run game pass game set the edge you know be be a physical force and all that stuff and uh, I don't even know if he's going to be a big time numbers guy when it's all said and done but I think Everything I hear is better than advertised, and we, we wanted them from day one. So I just can't wait to see 97 on the field for the Lions as well. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I know people are putting some crazy numbers out there sack-wise, but uh, I think they're going to utilize him in a, in a in a, a bit of a different way as well. I mean, they're going to let him get his, but you got to look at the line too. I mean, you got Hutch, you got Charles Harris, you got Pascal, you got the Okwara brothers. You got a lot of guys that are going to go out there and get after the quarterback. So – um, you know, they're either going to have to focus on one side and, and be a little weaker on the other. Um, and that's going to open it up. I mean, can you imagine if we're so focused on Hutch and Romeo just goes to town and earns that contract on the other side? Like, you know, there's there's just so much they can mix and match. Um, you know, so I like what they're going to do. But, yeah, I don't see him going absolutely bananas, double digit sacks in the first year. And I don't think that's what we really need him to do. We need him to be a leader. We need him to go out there, play his role. And uh, and they're going to set him up for success for sure. No more saying this when you're talking about our edge rushers. Who is this? This Rudy Poo. Little, little echoed and hurt. Who, who? I mean, no more of that because you know who it is. It's Hutch. It's Romeo. It's uh, it's Charles. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't wait to see those guys ball out. So, Choppy, let me let me throw this one at you. This is gonna be. You're gonna have to bend that mind of yours. You're gonna have to really think this one over because I I want to know who who's gonna be starting. Who's gonna be impactful? At the linebacker position come week one for the Lions. It's about eight to ten guys right now. Nobody knows anybody who's going to be out there making plays. I know linebackers are a little bit devalued, but you still need people that can run, tackle, make plays. We haven't had that since, I don't know, DeAndre Levy, uh, you, you know, Stephen Tulloch, um, and, and Chris Spielman are the last three, and, and Spielman and company. A lot of those were way before I even got really rolling with the Lions. So it's like, are, who's going to be the linebackers, and who can we circle and be like, Choppy, at Chops in the D, said he's going to make plays. Yeah, man, that's that's a crazy good question, because right now I'm looking at like seven rotational guys that I'm all are like, they could be good. They could not be good. Uh, They could maybe make some plays. Um, You know, let's just run down the list. Derek Barnes, Anzalone Davis, uh, you know, lots of hype for Rodriguez. You know, we got Chris Board in the offseason. We got James Houston. We drafted Josh Woods. I mean, I got a lot of names. Um, I don't expect anyone to be all pro caliber. Um, the guy who I'm really looking to kind of take the lead for me is Derek Barnes. Um, I, I was so high on this guy on the draft. I really want to see him in a leadership role. Um, I want to see him running, you know, running the field. So, but I really love what I'm seeing out of Melkin Rodriguez, um, and don't sleep on James Houston either. So, I mean, Anzalone came back. He'll be the middle, starting middle linebacker. I think he'll be the guy kind of, you know, with the flow out there running the field. Um, I don't know what to make of Jared Davis. I mean, I don't know if we chalk that up to, you know, Matt Pat didn't know what to do with him, didn't know how to motivate him, and now he's back, and maybe Dan Campbell does. Um, but, you know, I see, I, see, I see Anzalone as the general for now, but I'm expecting a huge year out of Derek Barnes. Like, normally I'd like to come back with something, but as I'm rolling through these names, 
I I have no clue. Like, I mean, guys that you left off the list that I think are intriguing is Sean Dion Hamilton. Like, this guy that got some pub last year before he got hurt. And it's like my boy James Houston. I'd like to see him really get to uh, get after the quarterback. Um, I agree with you. Do we know is Malcolm Rodriguez going to be a starter in year two and be a stud? Or is he going to be a guy that washes out um, after getting some hype uh, when he's out there in shorts and tees? I mean, I don't know either. So I think it's just going to be really intriguing to watch. And hopefully they're a bunch of dogs that just go out there and and run hit. and You don't even care what their names are. That's what I'm hoping for. And I want to see Barnes because I have this feeling that the coaches don't love where he's at as a player. I still love his physicality. I love him. He's got a great first name even though it's spelled wrong but like i i don't think the coaches are in love with where he's at and i just hope that he shows up big come game day yeah i agree i think that i think uh maybe maybe this is a little cloak and dagger maybe they are real are really big on him they're just kind of keeping it under the hat uh-huh. um you know i i can see that i can see that kind of mentality too so i don't know i, I i'm i'm big on Derek barnes i loved that draft pick uh i hope he's he jumps right in so um, but let, hey, let me come back at you with another question here. So what position group are you still concerned about? Uh, you know, we talked about linebacker. I think we we were concerned about the linebacker core before the draft. Um, give me another position group that is like your biggest concern going into the season now. Hmm, it's, you know, like I say, linebacker would be up there for me as far as impactful positions that are top of my list. It'd probably still be that safety spot because, I've continued to be on Tracy's side because he's rocking that 2-1. He's got those go-go gadget arms, and he's got the mentality, but I haven't seen the type of playmaking I want to see. So now he's paid. Now he's supposed to be a cornerstone, a, a piece for this team. He's got he's to gotta show up a little bit bigger than just making a bunch of tackles downfield. Um you know, Deshaun Elliott, you know, that was a guy that I promoted way before they signed him really excited about what he can do, but I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Kirby seems to be getting a lot of love in camp, so maybe he'll be better. But even if those guys are like optimally good, I don't know what that means. If we're going to have like some dynamic run hit and interception type safeties, I really don't know. And then, and then to me, it's just the tight end position. Like, you know, you've got TJ. But like, I'm high on him. You're not. I'd pay him. You wouldn't. But who who's after that? Like, they better hope James Mitchell is damn good because after that, it's a bunch of block tackling dummies and guys that you picked up off the street that you're hoping are just going to be good. Oh, Derek Deese, this guy they got undrafted is going to be make the roster I heard recently. Really? Because I'm looking around a lot of other teams that have a lot better players at the, at the tight end position at one, two, three than Deese or Brock Wright. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, backup tight ends, even TJ, throw them in there and uh, our safety position would probably be the top two that come to mind yep i totally agree those are my two big concerns uh you know we don't know what we have after tj and we honestly still don't know what we have at safety i i mean again what is tracy walker who knows i love the deshaun elliott sign um i like the kirby draft but you know it's still a big question mark to me in the middle of the field so let let me ask you this one i mean this is a guy we joke a lot about the nicknames. You know, you, what'd you come up with? Something like Brad, always open for business homes, which still, I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's big, bad, Brad. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you got to have it catchy. It's got to be catchy. Like, I don't know, like something like ARSB. <laughs> but here's a guy that I think this is probably my best nickname to date, but he hasn't showed up on the field yet. My question to you does. Levi, a.k.a. Big Denim. <laughs> does Mr. Onzarike, does he earn that name? Does he make plays? Does he show up big in 2022? I'm talking like that five, eight plus sacks, like I said, Mr. Hutchinson might have. Uh, you know, I know I do like that nickname. You got to give big denim, uh, you know, it's way bigger than your big Brad hand, uh, Brad, you know, big bad hands of hand, whatever it is, you know, it's terrible. It's not, it's not even worth remembering to be completely honest. And I believe the people told you who gave the better Brad Holmes always open for business nickname, but I will give you props with the, with the, with the big denim. 
Um, I don't know what we have with this guy. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I mean, I still have Aleem McNeil and Brockers slated ahead of him. Now we got, you know, the, you know, we got Josh Pascal. We've got all these other guys. I don't know how they're going to decide to run this front. Um, I, I, I hate to say it, but I almost feel like big denim just ends up being a guy, uh, that, that is on the line and he's solid, but he's not flashy. Um, I don't have huge aspirations for him as much as, you know, his nickname kicks ass. But, uh, I mean, I really just don't have a huge, like, oh, put a pin on this guy because he's going to just dominate. I, I don't have so, that feeling about him. So here's, here's a couple things. First of all, it, it's a half good call out on my nicknames because I can't have multiple nicknames that all start with big. Or can I? Because that's all Shaq does. If you ever watch TNT, all Shaq does is put big in front of something. And that's your nickname. He's done it multiple times. The big cactus, you know, uh, you know, the, the big uh, he has like 10 nicknames himself that all just start with big something. So I can use big and then something funny however many times I want as a nickname, to be honest. Uh, second of all, you're chalking this guy up. Oh, he's just kind of a, you know, whatever. He's a, he's, he's a decent player. I mean, this guy was hurt last year. He was a penetrating tackle at Washington. He's a big physical guy. All he's done has been in the weight room. And Choppy, if you've been listening, if you've been paying attention, the Lions say they're moving to an attacking style, a get after the front, get after the quarterback, blow up field. You know who does that? Levi Onzerike, a.k.a. Big Denim. So, yeah, I think he's going to have a nice big bounce back here. People are like, man, this is why we took this guy high in the second round. I, I mean, look, if you're going to have the entire uh, D-line uh, penetrating the, you know, what's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, how, how many sacks are we going to have this year, Okri? I mean, you got every single guy on the line is just like breaking through and trying to get to the quarterback. It's, it's uh, you know, it's pretty lofty. Big, so big, we'll big Hutch, big Romeo, big Denim, and big Plump. There you go. <laughs> oh, what about Big Julian? <laughs> he, he's out. He's an outside linebacker, but uh, lots of lots of hype about him as well. Choppy, what else you got? Let's keep this thing rolling. All right, I know we we got we're running short on time here, so let's go. Um, give me four building block players for the future. Who are you building this roster around? Who are guys that are cemented in their spot and they are the absolute future of this Super Bowl winning Detroit Lion team? Ooh, that's a good one. Normally, you've said a good question for me a couple times. Normally, the gimmick on the show was, is that a real question? Really? Um, people know that from back in the day. Uh, but that that's a good one by you. I mean, I've been giving you some grief today on the show. I've been yelling quite a bit. But uh, when you're talking about big building blocks... See what I did there? I mixed in big again. Um, <laughs> like, it's got to be big J-Mo. You know, we got to start with him. It's like, oh, like I know people always oh, wide receiver. Lions have missed on wide receivers in the past. At Joey Sports Guy came on here trying to make jokes about how many Williams we drafted, this, that, and the other. Like, I think he's going to be a very dynamic piece in this new age NFL. Um, gosh, when you're talking about building blocks – it's still hard because I, I don't know that a lot of these were so damn young. It's hard to say as anybody established. I already told you I'd pay the man, so I'd probably make Mr. Hawkinson a player that would stay around and, and be a, a guy that we see on the uptick that's going to make plays. Um, you know, a lot of hype about Julian O'Quara. I can't put him as like a building block. Swizzles a running back, so you hate to do it, but right now – He's definitely one of my top four players that we have on this team. So it'd be like J-Mo, Swizzle, Hawkinson. And then, gosh, when you're looking at that defense, I mean, the only guy that I think it continues to be on the come up and is great is, uh, you know, another great nickname here on the show. You guys know what it is. Oh, baby. Oh, I mean, I was like saying last year, he's got to show me a little bit more. He's got to make some more plays. Uh, you know, this he did. He, he really did. He's he's very solid out there. So he might be a young piece on defense, but it's just hard to say right now. I think some of those guys out front knew I would love to be saying, oh, Hutch, obviously Hutch. So, uh, you know, Hutch over AO, no question. It's kind of that building block piece, but still need more on the defensive side. And you hope those will be big denim, big plump. Um, you, you hope that Pascal will be in that mix. Uh, you know, Derek Barnes will come at linebacker, see what the safeties do, but, uh, you gotta go those big bodies. So Hutch, uh, Hawkinson, Swift, JMO for me. 
All right, not not bad, not bad. I'll give you I'll give you like a B on that one because you missed a really ginormous freak one. I don't know, maybe the guy that we took with the seventh pick last year, Mr. Penny Sewell. Come on oh. now. Oh, that's true, Penny. I love Penny Sewell. Oh man, yeah, that's that's true. He's he's got to be up there. Gosh, Frank Ragnow as well as a, is a is yeah. A you missed piece. the whole O line, baby. The biggest strength of the team, Ragnow, Decker, Sewell. I figured you'd go all O line. So well, you shocked me a little there. I, I hate to break it to you, Chappie. I really didn't read your questions at all. I mean, I'm a busy man as well, so I didn't really look at them, even though you sent them to me early and you got all worried about that we weren't going to be able to do the show without us prepping. This is this has been a great show. It's been a lot of entertainment value, a lot of hot takes. That's kind of what we do. So like you said, we're running out of time. I, I got I'll, – I'll go with – I got to go two more because I got to know this one from you. What, what's the ceiling for you on Josh Pascal? He wasn't a guy that we had on the tip of our tongue, but I've seen pitchers. He's a beast from the lower half down. He looks like a ten-year or a five-year pro already. Like, do you think this guy can be really dominant, really fun to watch, or is he going to be the guy that's kind of like, yeah, he's all right, he's pretty good, but he's he's not going to hit that that high status that you hope for? Uh, listen, I think he. I trust. I trust the Lions brass to think this guy's going to be dominant, or they wouldn't have taken him. No more, they took him. I know when the you know the live audio doesn't 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 lie when they called the name and were like, huh? Right. Jo- who? And but I mean, the more I watch on him, the more I look up. I mean, they don't use a second round pick on this guy if they don't think he's going to be just an animal. Um, you know, six three, two seventy eight. I think the sky's the limit for him. You know, played at Kentucky, so you know didn't play a. You know, didn't play a ton of great um, competition, but you know what? I think that they're high on him, and I'm going to follow suit, and I'm going to say that I trust Brad Holmes. I trust Dan freaking Campbell, and I think this guy's going to be a stud. My favorite quote from Brad Holmes on Pascal was, I'm going to be pissed if we don't get this player. That told me everything I need to know, that he loves everything about him and that he's going to be a a really impactful piece that that he wanted badly, which is awesome, I think – based on his track record so far choppy can i double dip to get us up out of here and, I, and we didn't even do any plugs man you gotta go to at shops in the d on twitter like paul jackson told me i gotta get the show on youtube which is a ton of extra work for me but i'm throwing it up on youtube we'll try to get this one out try to see what else we can do we definitely need those subscribers if you want us to do live shows if you want us to do um you know more content during the year you'll have to get those subscribers way way up because i haven't done much work on youtube but choppy we got all that going what else we got going the the kool-aid line you want to throw that number out you want me to throw the number out oh okay i mean look there's i mean we it's like we have so much good content we don't have you know we got to make time for the extras man you got to throw the number out to the people Everybody knows what the number is. I mean, like I said, you could call, you could text, you can leave a voicemail. You can call up, and if we are doing the show, I might pick up the phone. You never know what might happen. You better have a take, though, and it better not suck. And that's 989-272-3484. And I'm talking to you, Cornbread Jerry. I'm talking to Steve and Callie, Tommy Lyon, Frank Ribble. Uh, who's our other boy? Brian Ives. Where you at? Bo DeFrisco. I mean, you guys got to get on that line and blow it up. But, but yeah, we got to get that going for sure. We've had some funny ones. Uh, we'd love a couple live calls here and there. That'd be incredible to get those on. But uh, yeah, I heard you, I heard you had a, a crazy guy who left a, a ridiculous message and ended it with uh, some real great catchphrases there that you could use throughout the show for the rest of the uh for the until the end of eternity, I don't know who that guy was. Exactly. I don't know, maybe chops in the D. <laughs> that was a good call. I mean, he put you use this weird hashtag at the Woo! end. Hashtag choppy liking. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's uh, we're having fun here. We're trying to do what we can. We're both very busy. Uh, it is fun to talk ball here on the show, though. So choppy, let's end with, with one more for you. Uh, who, who's the team MVP when it's all said and done at the end of this year? I mean, I, I'm I think I know what you might say, but. Who's going to be the, the, the best player on this football team at the end of the year? Oh, man. Um, well, I can't let you end the show on that question. I will answer it, but I'm going to retort <laughs> with one final question of a look All to the right. future. So, um, man, that's a great question. You know my answer should be get Jared Goff. The guy's going to ball out. He's going to be a pro bowler. He's going to have weapons. He's the man. He's going to break the stats. He's going to get the dubs. He's taking us to the playoffs. I I could go on and on and on. I mean, yeah, he's going to be the centerpiece of it all, man. He will be our team MVP when it's all said and done next year. 
Drink it in now. All right, well, this better be good. What else you got for me? We, we got to get up out of here. So, Okri, I mean, look, I, you know, I gave you the, I gave you that, right? So now I'm coming right back at your ass, and I'm going <laughs> to tell you, I'm putting you on the spot. Are we drafting a quarterback in 2023? <laughs> Go. Are we drafting a quarterback? Of course we're getting a quarterback. We're going to take those assets. We're going to go up and get Bryce Young because he can throw. <laughs> but, Boo this man. <laughs> because here's my here's my beef. I have fun with the he can't throw. I love fun saying how much you love him. You're taking it, uh, you know, stealing his pictures from his Instagram. But the thing is, Jared, here's my problem with Jared Goff. If Jared Goff made no money and he was kind of marginal and I hope he's good and he's got this he, former high pick, but he makes like $35 million. Like I can't have a 35 million dollar guy where i'm wondering if he can throw spirals maybe he'll be good i hope it works out because even if he plays incredible this year and everyone's like oh jared goff he's great we'll keep him around it's gonna cost you top of the market where i'd rather just go say thanks for what you did appreciate you uh and go get bryce young baby and, and let's roll like uh, team him up with jmo and company and let's do this thing so i gotta go get me a franchise qb i gotta go get me one that I can pay on a coupon for a few years. I got to get a guy that I know is a top stud that's going to win games no matter what. And I just, I don't know. Jared Goff's price tag and the fact that he's got question marks worry me. There you go. Oh, you're breaking my heart. Absolutely (laughs) breaking my heart. You want to bring in a quarterback who's going to make more money on nil uh, in his college career than he is in his first four years in the NFL, man. Oh, (laughs) Just, uh, I know just, the people. You just, you just crushed the the Detroit spirit out of my heart. The people uh, it's agree a good thing I me. saved that for the end. And, and here's the, here's the best part, Choppy, is that I keep looking at this roster and I'm like, I'm always optimistic, but I'm looking at a young, hungry roster right now. I'm looking at a quarterback with upside. He he's got to be better. I'm looking at weapons. Deep wide receiver, running back, tight end, offensive line that's young and healthy. I'm looking at a hungry, interesting defense. So I'm just so excited about what this team can do. There's lots of hype, lots of buzz, hard knocks, everything that's coming into it. But I just hope when all's said and done that this is just a really fun uptick here for the team. Everybody gets hype. We know that Dan Campbell can coach. We know that Brad Holmes, he's already proved two drafts that he can do his thing. Like, I just think by the end of this year, we're going to be flowing with Kool-Aid and cornbread and people are going to be excited. And then the next three years after that is our window to just do some serious damage on the rest of the National Football League. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. We got a real nice young core. The other, you know, the funny thing is that, uh, you know, real quick, I, I was going through the roster the other day. We have one guy on our team that's over 30. One. Exactly. exactly. That is it. And Jared Goff is only 27, by the way, so don't make it sound like he's old, even though he's been in the league for a while. So, you know, he's been around. He knows the deal. He's only 27. So six years in the league, 27 years old. He's still young. (laughs) Exactly. So everybody, um, definitely go give us that Twitter follow. Um, Definitely try to put this up on YouTube. Go give the subscribe over there. Um, I'll put that link out. Chops is, is doing what he can to tweet when he can. Um, show his boy Jared Goff love when he can. And, uh, yeah, this is a fun show, man. I'm glad to have you back on, even though you let some of the people down because you knew you'd lose to me in fantasy. Um, this was a fun show. We got lots of topics covered, lots of content. Good stuff, man. Yeah, Okri, I agree. I had to bring it for the people today. I did. I did. Uh, I will. I will admit I let him down. I wasn't able to do the league. But uh, the only way I can end the show is, uh, is on a classic. Hashtag choppy likey. There it is, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.